You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah Pitch Israel, 5783, 2023. This week's Parsha, we have Bahar and Bechuka Usai. And I'd like to share with you a piece in the Medrash. In Parsha's Bahar, it's going on the Pasuk, V'chia much achicha imach, v'nim karloch, le'savad bo'yavodas ovad. The Torah offers us an, a, a, a number of different ways to interact with the person who's poor. One of the interactions happens to be that if the person can't pay back, let's say he's stolen something, let's say he doesn't have the wherewithal to pay for his needs, so there's such a thing as a as an Eved, as a Jewish slave. And we're not going to get into the concept of the Jewish slave, but the Medrash is going on this Pasuk when it speaks about different ways of dealing with people who are poor, those who have less than us, those who need tzedakah, those who need charity. And we're going to see that there are four different possibilities as to how much a person needs the charity. And still we're going to see that in all of these cases, in all these situations, there's an appropriate way of interacting with these people. Reb Simon b'shem Rabbi Eliezer Oimer, ba'ar b'shitin. Reb Simon in the name of Rabbi Eliezer says that there are four different situations. Mihu chesed We find that who is it that did kindness with somebody who didn't actually need the kindness. Avraham and Malachi Ashores. We find that Abraham, with the angels who came to visit him, to inform him, to inform his wife that they're going to have a child, to inform him about the destruction of Sodom. So the Pasuk describes, the verses describe how he came out and he greeted them and he provided them with food. Ksif, he was standing over them, they were under the tree, and they ate. Did these angels eat anything? So they made it appear as if they were actually eating. But the truth is, they were angels. Angels don't need to eat food. So Avram Avinu was doing kindness. Of course, he wasn't aware of the fact that these were angels. But Avram Avinu, Abraham, did kindness to those who did not need the kindness. So is that a mila? Is that a is that a positive thing to give somebody food when they don't need to eat? Now, in reward for this, in reward for this kindness of Avram Avinu, the Medrash tells us that Hashem paid him back, paid back his great great grandchildren, Hamon right? In the fact, for the for the in the merit of the fact that he gave the angels food, so the Jewish people had food in the Midbar, they had the Mon. He gave them drinks, so they had the water. They had the quail, and because he gave them shelter, so Hashem protected the Jewish people in the Midbar. And the clouds of glory, Hashem's glory, went in front of them. So, he was rewarded for something. We can deduce from here something incredible. If we're talking about somebody who does kindness, and the person who did kindness for didn't need that kindness, nevertheless, Hashem saw his kindness, and he paid back, so to speak. He provided a reward to his great-grandchildren, even though the kindness wasn't needed, 
someone who does kindness, someone who does charity with somebody who needs the kindness, needs the charity, certainly will be rewarded in an even greater measure. So it's very interesting. We could ask here, and we'll ask as we continue as well, but what is the myla? What is the advantage of doing kindness to someone who doesn't really need your kindness? I mean, should I walk around and do favors for people who don't need my favors? What's the Medjish teaching us? What What is the reason why Avram Avinu was rewarded if he hadn't done something that was necessary or needed? We understand the Kabbalah we understand that certainly we would get rewarded if we do something that is needed, but what is the reason for the reward for something that's not needed? So let's hold on to that question for a minute, and we'll, we'll continue now. Reb Simen B'Shem Reb Eliezer Amar Bashit Achari. Reb Simen, in the name of Reb Eliezer, said, another, another scenario where someone does kindness. No, this situation is actually where someone did not do kindness. Now, they didn't do kindness, and in the situation, as we'll see, the person didn't really need any kindness. So, was there anything wrong with that? Let's say somebody, you have an opportunity to do someone a favor, but they don't really need your favor. Is that a negative thing, to not do them a favor? Let's see. Amoini umayovi in Israel. The people of Ammon and Moab, the way they interacted with the Jewish people, was in this type of situation. We see that why is an Ammoni and a Moavi, uh, people from these two nations, men specifically from these two nations, why are they not allowed to marry into the Jewish people? Why if they become proselytes, are they not allowed to marry into the Jewish people? Because they had a, a very negative character trait, we could say, or, well, the Pasha of the Pasuk is because they did something very negative. They didn't come out and respect you with food and drink. The Medrash asks, did the Jewish people need this? Did the Jewish people need the Lechem and Mayim? They didn't need the bread and water. Exactly what we said was the reward of Avram Avinu for his having done kindness, which wasn't which wasn't necessary, but nevertheless, he received reward. His great-great-grandchildren received reward. Why did they receive reward? Because of Avram. So they had all these things. They had they had bread. They had drinks. They had quail. They had they they had full protection. They didn't need anything else. They didn't need any bread and water. What, what's the big deal? I'm in a Mo- Moab. Didn't give them bread and water. They didn't need it. But there was something lacking in their. Uh, decency, their simple human decency, their proper respect for other people. It's it's derech Somebody is traveling. Someone comes to your home when they were just traveling. You give them a, you give them food. You give them a drink. It's common decency, human decency. But they didn't do that. They didn't have the common decency. Now, what's the result of the Ammon and Moab people not having the common decency to give food and drink to the Jewish people who didn't need it, but nevertheless, they should have done it. So, the result is that they're not allowed to marry into the Jewish people. So, the Medrash, another Kavachimer, Uma Emishalei Osa, Asu Chesed Emishalei Nitzari Chesed, Reh Ma Parlam Scharm, 
Let's take a look. If someone doesn't do kindness, should have done kindness, kindness wasn't completely needed, but should have been done. And what's the result? We see the result. They're not allowed to be part of the Jewish people, which is a, a spiritually devastating result. So, if I don't do kindness for those who need kindness, the the result is going to be that someone who doesn't do kindness for those who need kindness is going to have a very negative result. Certainly, someone who doesn't do kindness for someone who does need kindness, just making sure that I said that, certainly is going to have a negative result. He's done something which is spiritually devastating. Now, again, it's interesting here. Why are they being punished for not doing something which wasn't necessary? Right? By Avram Avinu, he was rewarded for something that wasn't needed. Here, they're being punished for something that's not needed. Why is there a punishment for, for not doing something that's not needed? And why is there a reward for doing something that is needed? What is the idea of Derech Eretz? It's the way of the world. It's proper human decency. What makes it human decency? If it's not needed, it's not needed. What's the... What's the concept here? What's the depth? Okay, again, hold on to that question. Reb Shimon ben Elazar Oimer, Bashitachari. Reb Shimon ben Elazar says another situation. This one is interesting. What about doing kindness for somebody who you owe them? They did something. They did something to help you, and you're now doing kindness for them. So is that a great thing, or maybe that's just a nice thing? Because I'm saying it's. It's, uh, you know, it's the right thing to do. Someone does you a favor, you do them a favor back. Let's see what it says. Who do we find that the Torah describes the kindness that he does for somebody who had done him a favor? This is Yisra, the father-in-law of Moshe. He said to his daughters, Wow, this man helped you, he saved you, he took care of you, he gave you and your animals to drink. So call him, and and we'll make sure to give him bread. Rabbi Simon says that he actually was giving him, he said, bring him and we're going to feed him. Let's feed Moshe. Let's feed this person who helped you out. So he was really paying back in a certain sense. He was doing him a favor, bringing him in, giving him a meal. But at the same time, he had done his daughters a favor. He had done a favor for his kids. So, he owed him. Okay, there's a question here, discussion exactly if Moshe Rabbeinu did it for the girls, if he did it for him, for, for the other shepherds as well. Was it really such a great thing? But the Pashtas is that he, gave, he did something, Moshe Rabbeinu did something to help Yisro's daughters, and Yisro felt indebted, and he repaid him, he did kindness. Now, what was the reward of Yisro for doing this kindness to Moshe Rabbeinu? When did God pay back the reward? The reward was paid back. There was an outstanding debt. And it was paid back in the times of King Saul. Shalom Elech. What does it say? When Shaul came to destroy the people of Amalek, to kill them all. So, the people of Amalek were mixed up together with the people of the Cani people. The Cani were the great-great-grandchildren of Yisrael. So Shaul said to all of the people who were from Yisrael, he said to them, 
I'm not coming to kill you. I'm coming to kill only Amalek. Remove yourselves from the Amaleki people. Ah, hold on a second, we'll get there. But you see that Yisro's great-great-grandchildren were paid off. They were paid back for the kindness that Yisro, their great-great-grandfather, had done. Which is also an interesting point. You see that Avram is paid back. How? By giving to his grandson. I mean, there's no question that a parent, a grandparent, enjoys seeing his children, his great-grandchildren taken care of. But what is the idea that Avram is paid back for his children's... But his He's paid back... When his children receive something, what does it mean that Yisro is paid back when his children receive this kindness? Now that, so again, we need to answer that question. We're going to come back to the question. Now the major point says something else. If we think about it, did Yisro do kindness with the Jewish people such that the Jewish people owed him, and that's why Shaul HaMelech, when he comes and he's killing the the Amaleki people has to reward the great-grandchildren of Yisro. Mo, Yisro did a favor not to the entire Jewish people, he did a favor to Moshe, to Moses. This teaches us that whoever does kindness for one of the great people of the Jewish people, so we consider it as if he did kindness with the entire Jewish people. Right? Who is Moshe? Moshe Rabbeinu is the Neshama Kailelis. His soul includes the entire Jewish people within him. He's the leader of the Jewish people. And therefore it's considered when Yisro did a kindness for him that he did a kindness for the entire Jewish people. Now, so what do we see? We see Yisro did a kindness for Moshe, but he owed Moshe. And yet, and yet he's rewarded. If we find that Yisro is rewarded, even though the kindness that he did was owed to the person he did kindness for, see that Hashem made sure that his great-great-grandchildren would survive. In fact, to this day, there are, the Druze, Arabs, consider themselves, they have a Masorah, they have a tradition that they are from Yisro. They're from Jethro. Interesting. If I do kindness for somebody who I don't owe them a kindness, right? I don't owe them anything, but I do a kindness anyway. That's a much greater kindness, right? That's coming from the from the goodness of my heart. Certainly, certainly, I'm going to I'm going to be rewarded. And again, we can ask the same question that we asked before in this circumstance: Why indeed is Yisrael rewarded for doing something he should do? You should do it. Moshe, did you a favor? Do my favor back. Why is... Excuse me, what's the concept here? That someone is rewarded for something that's not... That, that, that they should do. Of course they should do it. It's not... It doesn't seem like it's something that's worthy of such a great reward. Now, we've talked about doing kindness for someone who doesn't need the kindness. We've talked about not doing kindness for someone who doesn't need kindness. We talked about doing kindness to somebody who you owe kindness to. Now the measure comes to the obvious case of doing kindness to someone who needs kindness, right? Who is the example of that? Reb Simon B'Shem Reb Lazar Aimer B'Shidachari. He says another circumstance. Who is it? Who is the example in the Torah of someone who does kindness to someone who needed kindness? Zeboaz in Rus. This is Boaz who did kindness for Rus. Right, Rus came back. Her husband had died. 
She followed Nomi, she became part of the Jewish people. And she's all alone, she has no husband, she has no wherewithal, she has no ability to support herself. And Boaz sees her and takes pity on her. Pasuk says that, that Boaz saw Rus, didn't want her to get mixed up with people who would take advantage of her. She was very beautiful. She was a, she was a princess of the Moab people. She had chosen to become part of the Jewish people. She would end up being the great-grandmother of David Amel, King David. But at that point, she was easily taken advantage of, and Boaz looked out for her. And he said to her, Come, don't eat with those people. Eat with, eat, eat in a different location. Eat together, I don't know if it was together with him, but eat in a different spot. Okay, that's not the main point here. Um, so what happened? It's a very interesting thing. It's not so clear exactly how much he gave her. Boaz specifically went out of his way to give to Ruas a certain amount of of grains for her to take. The pasuk says that she ate it up and she was full and there was left over. So it seems like he gave her a lot. Give her a lot of grains. Now, in the Pashup Shat and the Pasuk, it's hard to understand because the verse seems to say that he gave her a very small amount. Now, the Medrash gets into this, and I'm not going to get into it so much, I'm not going to actually even read it inside. But what we see is there's a concept that there's a blessing. There's, there's an opinion here that says that he only gave her a small amount, but there was a blessing that occurred. When she ate it, she fell full, even though it was a small amount, to the point where there was even extra. What is the concept here? He gave her a small amount. Is that considered a kindness? Is it a great kindness to, to give somebody who needs a lot, to give them a little? The measure seems to be saying something much deeper here, and perhaps we'll just uh, mention it for a little uh, short moment. What is the point here, the Medrash, on this, on this particular point? It seems to me that the Medrash is saying that, let's say I give what I can give. Let's say I can't give a lot. Uh, Boaz was a wealthy man, so... I'm just saying that this is a possible understanding of what the Medrash is trying to teach. Boaz gave a small amount, but that small amount was Mizbarech B'meyav, which means that there was a blessing on it. There's a blessing on it. A blessing comes, what is the concept of a blessing? It means that there is a special recognition that it's from Hashem. There, wherever you have godliness, you have a greater amount of fullness. You have everything that you need in a place where you sense Hashem, you have everything that you need, even if it's a small amount, or it seems to be a small amount, you have everything that you need. So, the Medrash actually says later on at the very end, this is a longer piece, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but Medrash actually says in the end that Rus did more for Boaz than Boaz did for Rus. Which means that when a person gives tzedakah, so they have a greater advantage in a certain sense, even though they're doing something for the poor person, the poor person seems to be getting the money, Right, but the, the the person who gave the charity, he himself becomes expanded through his giving. It's a, it's a it's a paradox. I give away money, but I become expanded. Boaz gives a small amount to Rus, and there's an expansion. The the small amount that he gives her is more than she needs. It ends up being more than she needs. There's an expansion that occurs on the part, really, really both sides, on the part of the one who receives it, and also on the part of the one who gives it. 
So it's a very interesting lesson over here. Right, obviously, we've been saying the whole time, Kalva is certainly, if you give to someone who needs, certainly you're going to be rewarded. Here, we're, we're seeing that in the, in the story of Boaz and Rus, he is rewarded, number one, in the simple sense, as the Mephorshim explained in, in the, in the money aspect of it, he's rewarded that blessings come to him, to his grain, because he gave that grain to somebody who needed it. Blessings are apparent on the grain itself, even though it was a small amount, that it filled her up and made her feel full, and there was extra, even though it was a small amount to begin with. And another aspect, which isn't really mentioned here, is that his very giving to Rus ended up being that he would marry her, and they were only together for a very short time. He married her, and he died the next day, um, as our Chazal tell us, but he had a child, and that child would end up being the grandfather. He ended up as the great-grandfather of King David, of Davon HaMelech. So, this kindness that he did for her had a boomerang effect for him. And the Medrash is teaching us that every time we do a kindness for somebody else, it, it affects us. That's really the essence. Now let's, let's, let's think about this, right? Let's, let's see that, 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 that mishpat, that statement, when I do a kindness to somebody else, I'm the one who benefits from it, is really the explanation of all, for all the questions that we asked. We said, why is it that Avram Avinu is rewarded? Why is he rewarded for for doing something that they didn't need? Now, if we just see kindness as something, you know, you do something that they need. So it's about helping the other person. So then that's one aspect of it, and that's true. But there's another aspect of it, that when I do a kindness, when I give charity, when I do a favor for somebody else, I bring somebody into my house. I, I feed them. I do achnas zarchim. You know, in Eretz Yisrael, we have opportunities to do that. We have... Uh, Bacharim, and we have uh, young young women who are studying in Israel. Do they really need our food? Do they really need us? They could stay in, in their school. They could stay in their yeshiva. But there's a union of kindness. Because what is the idea? It changes me. That's the essence of it. There's a blessing that's found in my life. I have brought godliness into my life. Hashem didn't need to create the world. He didn't need to create us. He was perfect before. He's perfect after. Right? But still... He wanted to create a world, and he does kindness for free, even though it's not needed, even though it's not necessary. So when we do kindness, even if it's not needed, it's also we are also emulating Hashem. We are bringing godliness into our world, and we become expanded through it. So even if it turns out afterwards that the kindness wasn't needed, but I did an action of goodness, I did a godly act, I became higher and greater because of it. And not only that, we asked. Oh, so so before we get to the other question. So let's look also, why was it so terrible that Amon and Moab didn't do derech They didn't do common, they didn't have common decency to give the wayfarers some bread and drink. It's a big chisarin. It's a terrible lack in a person if they don't have a desire to give. If they don't take every opportunity to give, even if it's not needed, but I should still offer. Why? Because God is always giving. God is constantly giving. Whenever I make an offer to give, even if it's not needed, I become more godly. And when someone doesn't make that offer, when the Amun and Moab people didn't make that offer, they became disconnected from Hashem. They became disconnected, and they and their grandchildren notice. Which brings us back to the other question, but they're punished, and their children and grandchildren, and great-grandchildren, the men cannot enter into the Jewish people. They can convert, but they can't marry. They can't marry the rest of the Jewish people. Now, why? 
Why can't their children? And why do the children of Avram and the children of Yisrael, why are they rewarded? Yisrael also, he was doing kindness to someone who who didn't need the uh, who he owed the kindness to, right? But still, when you do a kindness, even if you're owe, you owe the kindness, you become a greater person through that. The very fact that you're doing kindness makes you godly, even if you owe the kindness. That's the message here, and it changes you, and it changes your children, and it changes your grandchildren. The Jewish people have been transformed because of the kindness of Avram Avinu. When we do kindness. It infuses into our DNA a different type of DNA. We are different people. We come from Avram Avinu. We are those who are kind. We have three attributes. Uh, I forgot the first one. is one of them. We do kindnesses. Why? Because we have that spiritual DNA. Yisro had it inside of him as well. He also did that kindness, which is why he merited that his daughter would become part of the Jewish people, marry Moshe Rabbeinu. You know, it was an incredible schus, what a merit. But he had it, and therefore his great-great-grandchildren were rewarded. They didn't need to be destroyed. They weren't denied. And to this day, the Jews, they have a tradition that they can convert at the age, I think, of 50 to, to Judaism. They're welcome. They're welcome to join us. Why? Because they have Yisro's children, his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren have the Midah of kindness. Amun and Moab are lacking that midah of kindness. They don't have that. And how is it expressed? And what is the reward? Hashem gives them drink and food and protection and all that they need. The reward is all-encompassing. Why? And Anani Yaakov, God's presence is there. Why? Because when we are doing kindness, we are living with God in our lives. We are infused with the blessings that Boaz had. And that Rus had, which is ultimately what? Who are they the great grandparents of David Amalek? Who is he the great grandparent of Mashiach? The Messiah, because the Messiah, the Messianic age is all about the revelation of Hashem in the world. So that's what we're after. It's an incredible lesson and it's an incredible deep truth. When we involve ourselves in kindness, whether it's charity or whether it's just simply being nice to other people, smiling at other people, giving people a hand when they need a hand, whether they need it or not, when we are involved in kindness, so we are transformed, we become different people, we become worthy of the title of B'nai Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov, the children of Abraham, the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And we merit to be connected also to Boaz and to Rus and to the concept of Mashiach. I want to bless you, I ask you, <coughs> excuse me, to bless me as well. Hashem should help us that we should be able to incorporate this idea. We should be able to recognize the importance of doing kindness for others, for those around us, and take all the opportunities, whether it seems like it's really needed or not, take all the opportunities that we can to become greater people, more infused with godliness in our lives. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.